what's your favorite episode of Naruto? Uh, none of them. <laughs> I thought you said you like Naruto. <laughs> no. <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna know? Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. I'm a big boy. And Jim. Drink deep and descend, fellow travelers. Today, we cover episode 18, part two of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 18, part two's title is Doug's a genius. Nope. No. Nope. Mm -mm. Incorrect. It's it's bad when you know that the joke of the episode is the title. Yep. <laughs> and it's talking shit on the main character. Spoiler, yeah. he's not a genius. <laughs> Spoilers. In case you didn't realize that. Uh, also, it needs to be noted that for those of you who are following along at home for some reason in watching these episodes, I feel like a goddamn mad person. Uh, this may be listed as episode 20 on your streaming service, such as YouTube. Uh, <laughs> it uh, they, they went out of order in production and airing date, and we're going with the air date. And the YouTube... Uh, labels are all fucked up so yeah if yeah. you're so just, unless you paid for this which means you're, you're even more of a psycho than uh <laughs> yeah well not more of a psycho than we are because well you and me sam we're perfectly sensible we made mike pay for hosting the podcast <laughs> God, we are yeah. uh, our, <laughs> our hands are clean yeah thanks yes, there you got thanks, it guys thanks. my pleasure thanks i love, I love doing it <laughs> good <laughs> anyway so this episode begins uh so this episode begins with like almost cosmic horror right yeah like this, this is the first like truly horrific beginning of any episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, horrific so, like, in terms of like you know, awe instead of perfect in terms of, I want to turn this off right now. <laughs> this one actually kind of draws my attention in because of how horrible it is. Yeah, it's basically, it's sort of like uh, that old Daffy Duck cartoon, Duck Amuck, where the artist just like fucks with Daffy Duck while he like helplessly complains about it. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what this is, is like, so it needs to be stressed that this is the second episode in like a two a two short uh, series. Like it's a second episode of eighteen because the intro little stinger of this is it starts out like the normal like Doug intro, like the part where he's like messing with the line, the part where like his friends show up. You know what I mean? Um, but it happens through too. the episode. Yeah, the yeah, basic summary that uh, like we actually don't think we've mentioned this before. Just the basic Doug intro is a pretty solid intro for what it does. It's very well put together. You understand everything you need to know about Doug as a character and the universe in general. There is this character. He likes Patty Mayonnaise. Roger and Stinky are his enemies. Skeeter is a buddy. He also has a dog who does mischief. Yeah, and it shows that like he's likes drawing yeah right because they were writing because the whole thing is like pencil based and like line drawings based yeah um but this this intro is like a weird like perverted version of that right but not because in a fun way it yeah right <laughs> it it starts because like it shows that you know he he goes out from under the line like normal uh and then pork shop normally barks twice in the intro but in this he does like a weak like incorrect off bark Right, it sounds totally different. Yeah, yeah. Just, I think it's meant to throw you off. It's something. Uh, something's about. Something horrible is about to happen. <laughs> and the little line. That the, no what what happened? What the horrible thing that happens is Doug experiences postmodern art. <laughs> the line that normally Doug just looks under and reveals the dog. Instead, the line bends back at him and starts drawing on him. Gives him a gigantic mustache. And there's this look of total incomprehension and fear on Doug's face. What is even happening? He steps back, back out from the standard flat shot that the this is normally happening in, and he's suddenly in an abstract impressionist nightmare scape. 
And, and it's all like ink. This one specifically that he steps backwards into is just like black paint that's just smudged everywhere, right? And so that's like, maybe it's made with the same like drawing implement that made the line or that made like the other yeah. characters that walk around, but it's just like the chaos zone that normally is behind Doug's brain, like behind his like active consciousness, yeah. right? He, is, and yeah, this he is falls just into like, a bunch of like post-World War II um, uh, famous American paintings. Yeah, like right. all these, all these are. I don't know. The only one I know is the one at the very end, but all yes. these are like definitely like postmodern uh, bullshit that they're about. Well, I'm not gonna call it bullshit. I'll, I'll explain the postmodern after yeah. we get out of the intro. The the, base, yeah. the grand conclusion after he has fallen down a series of rainbow lines, bounced off a sort of cubist weirdness, and then he lands in a Jackson Pollock painting, and screams as he starts to drown. Yeah, yeah, Doug screaming inside a Jackson Pollock is like a good visual representation for my brain at any given moment. <laughs> but it's like, it's extra scary. Like this part where he's screaming is extra scary because the screen cuts constantly. It like changes like cutting and it also like changes the angle at which Doug is shown as screaming at. <laughs> And so it's like, it's, it's horrifying, right? Like what is actually happening here? It, it like genuinely yeah. disturbed it's me. It's not, it's not cool. <laughs> I liked this sequence because it functions on a couple of different levels. Jackson Pollock's whole deal was that paintings can convey meaning in more ways than just, wow, look at the pretty birds or because I put the word debt on a large pig, I'm making a statement about the economy. Like his whole thing was that he'd create paintings by like he put the canvas on the ground and he'd spatter paint in seemingly random patterns but if you actually look at any of his stuff you realize no he had to be pretty accurate on that one because there's patterns buried in there that you couldn't do see completely at random mm. so one you can already tell where this episode is going by having Doug screaming by it being in contact with this. And two, it is entirely fitting that Doug drowns in any art deeper than a puddle. <laughs> Very symbolic. I honestly, this this first part of the episode is the only part I liked. Everything else after it is just a fucking turd. Same. Yeah. It's, it's a great intro because it really springs you in. And it's, but it's, I, I have to stress how like disconcerting it yeah. is. It actually succeeds at evoking an emotion very briefly and conveying an idea. This, in of itself, as a short, I would like this. <laughs> like, there's a, yeah. you have a wonderful subversion of reality and you have a, a character attempting to grasp a world beyond them and discovering, no, it's too much, take me back. Do we just like it because it's just a, a short of Doug suffering? Also that, yes. <laughs> Is that why we like it? <laughs> I, I, think it it's, I think it's because we're big Doug brain geniuses now and we can read into the meaning behind yes, it. Right. right? Like, I think it's because, like, we, and, you know, like art in general, we find meaning that wasn't in, intended by the artist. The, art, the author yeah, is dead. Jim Jenkins seemingly has, like, a low opinion of postmodern art. Um, he <laughs> does the exact same fucking hack joke that every fucking person does. He's just like, oh, well, if I tape a banana to the piece of wall, is that art? <laughs> it's, I mean, like, he, like... And I, I have a complicated, like, relationship with postmodern art because, one, I hate those people that just, like, say, oh, any idiot can do it. It's just random stuff. But on the other hand, we know now that postmodernism is, like, a CIA op against communism. Oh, yeah. What? And that's, and that's not me being paranoid. They funded a ton <laughs> of programs to, like, bolster postmodern art, like the Iowa's Writers Workshop, the... Um, I think it's the WFA, WPA, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, the entire thing was to delegitimize Soviet art around the world. Yeah. Wait, well, hold on. How? Well, first off, uh, FBI, turn this part off. We'll let you know when you can start <laughs> listening again. It's all right. Um, We're being funded but, by them now. We have our funding through the same avenue. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's why we no, can say like, this stuff. <laughs> wait, okay. Go into that real quick, because that's, like, genuinely interesting, and I never heard about that. Okay, so... Like, my running theory on this all is that some bigwig in the FBI had a 
niece or nephew who needed a job and it all spiraled out of control. No, my my call is that they had so much goddamn money and they didn't know what to they that they wanted to, to explore every possible avenue. I mean, that's what wait, wait. that's what MK Ultra was. Don't go into don't go into your theories. Like you said that there's actually oh, like, yeah. evidence-based yes. fact behind this. What are you talking about? No, there's actual like leaked documents uh, that show the CIA funding like Jackson Pollock and uh, the Iowa's Writers Workshop. Like it, those wow. those got like CIA funding under yeah. like the uh, stipulation that you go against communism. Yes, they're just they're just like oh, well they didn't say, they didn't say go against communism. They say reject modernism. So that's where you get the post like Marxism is like a modernist philosophy. Like I don't know a ton about this, but I'll give like the simple brain explanation that I know. And Perfect. and they wanted to go against everything that like spawned out of modernism slash Marxism. So they created a, like a writing style where you don't directly say what you mean. Um, the pain, the painting style that doesn't make sense to like, like just on a, a face value. Just it, the entire thing is like bizarre and weird. So, so you're saying the FBI led to the Dark Stole story? <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, FBI. <laughs> or CIA, whatever. Both of them. Yeah. I mean, this is my dumb guy's explanation yeah. of it, but, like, there's That's definitely... What we need. There's definitely proof that, like, postmodernism is, a, like, a psyop, kind of. <laughs> to get have an understanding of the kind of money that was flying around, if you could say, no, really, boss, it's against communism... You ever see that movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats? Yeah. That's not something that's made up. That happened. There were actual experiments done to see if you could give people psychic powers that they could use to kill livestock. Yeah, that was wow. all MK Ultra. Like, they're just fe- feeding people LSD to see if they could unlock psionic potential to fight the commies. Incidentally, you'll be shocked to learn the answer was no. <laughs> Well, did it lead to the creation of Doug? <laughs> I mean, it, it led to the backdrop to this episode that postmodernism is silly and useless. <laughs> Which I don't, I don't think it is. I personally like a lot of postmodern art, but I also have to contend with that. You know, it's like partially like propped up by. You know, an imperialist government trying to take out another empire. (laughs) What is it? Am I right? (laughs) It's also one of those things where it's very hit or miss. Like, postmodernist, like, if something postmodernist actually catches you square in the balls, it's, oh my god, this is amazing. And if it misses you, it completely misses you. Oh, yeah. Just like the Dark Souls story, am I right? And when we get into Gamers. this, when we get into this episode further on, we can have pinpoint proof that uh, whoever wrote this episode or Jim Jenkins has no idea, like, how postmodern art works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, so let's actually get into this. Um, I really appreciate this discussion, though, because I'm learning a lot. And really wish great... we had anybody who knew anything about art on for this one. That was our bad. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, we didn't plan at all, and here we are. <laughs> we're smart people who do good decisions well in advance. Look, we're at, we run a Doug podcast. Let's not think of ourselves right. too highly. Um, we're not, we're not, we're, we're, when we say that we have big Doug brains, we mean that they're swollen, not <laughs> actually knowledgeable. We don't mean it as a compliment to ourselves. <laughs> well, you don't. Sure. So let's get into this. Uh, so basically, we cut out of this like a cool scene of Doug into the title card, and then unfortunately, we cut back into a normal Doug episode. Uh, and basically, all the kids are in the park and they're painting in the park. Like they all have easels, set as eleven-year-olds do. Right. Yeah. All all the eleven-year-olds are painting on easels in the park. Uh, as Doug is painting a scene that he is not looking at, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, in his painting, there's a there's a road and there is no road in this scene. Yeah, yeah. There's tons of just like little errors and stuff, so that drive me up the wall. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Well, maybe it's that Doug like wants there to be a road here because he's like fuck nature. Yeah, he wants civilization to conquer nature. Right. <laughs> or he just seeks an escape from this terrible prison to which he's been <laughs> yeah, condemned it's a road out of his reality <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly oh uh, but okay so he's painting and stuff and uh pork chop starts chasing a raccoon 
and then he like runs into Mama Raccoon who chases him away and they they run and they knock over Doug and they knock over the painting and they tromp all over the back of it. They like tromp all over with paint. They go in the paint and they run all over the back. Can you guess where we're going with this one? Yeah. 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 You just tape the banana to the wall. You make millions of dollars. Everybody that says it's easy to make like modern art that everybody likes, do it. Just do it then. There's millions of dollars. Go do it. Yeah, so easy, right? <laughs> but there is all sorts of like there is some truth to the fact that the modern art world is an absolute nightmare scape of it's not what you know, it's who you know and what you're willing to yeah. do for no, that's them. every that's every piece of art now. There's not even yeah. there's no there's no way if you were like unconnected for any like sort of creative endeavor to like make it unless you hit a one <laughs> out of a billion chance. This is really feeling a little close to home right now as we say this on a podcast. <laughs> I think we were safe in any case. But uh <laughs> The, hey, you guys should tell your friends about this. Everyone listening, also <laughs> you and Jim also and Sam. subscribe to the Patreon, which doesn't exist. Uh. Hey, please tell your friends about this. <laughs> We're planning on fighting Elon Musk for the control of the center of the Hollow Earth. All right, once you well, once you're done with that in two weeks, yeah. then tell your friends. <laughs> but um, so there. <laughs> They they run over the painting and Doug's just like oh shit oh no my you you tromped all over my painting but at least it was only on the back and then uh, we cut to Doug saying that every Saturday he goes to the Bluffington Art Guild for painting class uh, and all this right week, <laughs> <laughs> sure what is a painting guild is like a union almost I don't think I've never heard of a painting guild uh, before, it's not I'm a also thing. very like uneducated so no it's not a thing it like we just have to assume it's like some sort of art class public art class from back when like places offered that, that those. was a thing <laughs> <laughs> hey maybe maybe they paint molten core on sundays that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> who's to say uh but so doug is there and he's like all right well the teacher is Picking two paintings this week to be in a competition at the art gallery, judged by a famous artist. Uh, And there's like a bunch of shit there, like someone's painting a clown. Briefly imagine the art gallery for a town of 20,000 people. Well, we see it later. It's not bad. Yeah, but it's again just the entire concept of 20,000 people is not enough to sustain an art gallery. What if everyone there fucking loves art and donates to it? So they do. Much? They have. They apparently have an art school there that like all the teenagers go to. <laughs> True. Right. Yeah. It's probably Mr. Bluff probably donates to that too for both the school and the art. I don't think Mr. Bluff's a fan of art. Wait. No. Hold on. Here's what it is. The Yodeling Club, though, they like art. <laughs> right. But I've heard a lot of reports about how like. Art these days is like a massive money laundering, like oh yeah, and so it's huge. Like like basically, like it's a way. Basically, there will be warehouses of like famous, expensive paintings, and they never leave the warehouse. But people like trade in those paintings between each other. Like the rich people who are not allowed to know about, like trade those two like paintings between each other. They never leave the uh, the the facility where they're basically in boxes, uh, and then the value goes up due to that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's wild. I mean, that's where that's what they think that banana on the wall thing was. It's just two people like trying to launder a bunch of money. I mean, they weren't wrong. Yeah, <laughs> some of it is. Yeah, no, if you want to absolutely correct. lose your mind, uh, everybody's favorite uh, source of absolutely losing your mind over rich people shit, Jeffrey Epstein was real big in the art world. Yeah, most most extremely rich people are yeah. because it, the, like the tax laws behind it are fucked up too. So it's a great it's, way to shuffle money around behind the scenes. And so it's entirely possible that Mr. Bluff is using yes. this as some kind of a mysterious front. The fact that he w- had enough uh, cachet to call in definitely not Werner Herzog later in the episode suggests <laughs> there is some shit going on. Yeah, it sure as fuck isn't. Hey, look at these 11 year olds and their paintings. 
That's a hundred percent. That was like a it was like a story that they could put in the newspaper just so that he could show up. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's what this is. Makes sense. Makes sense totally. Now I get it. Uh, but yeah, so they're like painting there. Uh, Doug's like, I wonder who it'll be. Will it be BB? She's painting her own face, which is her favorite thing. And only like, reason she didn't win. Mister Bluff doesn't want too much of his face getting out there. Yeah, totally. If she'd right. painted literally anything else, she'd have gotten it. And then it shows that Mr. Dink is there, and he has, like, an automatic painting machine. He's competing uh, against children. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. And he loses. With cheating. And he loses. Yeah, and he loses. <laughs> did, you like, did you guys look at the labels on his automatic painting machine? I did not. What are they? So, okay. So there are four choices that he can choose from. When It basically is, like, this machine that controls your arm and, like, paints a picture for you right and it can paint landscape it can paint portrait it can paint still life and it can paint abstract and when it on the abstract label it is one spelled wrong (laughs) and two there is a section in parentheses under it that says parental supervision required Oh, that's, so, that's going to hurt my dog brain for a while. Abstract. <laughs> also painting against children. Ah. <laughs> and also that like, no, but what I'm saying specifically is the only thing that is labeled as parental, su- parental supervision required is the abstract button. And so it's like, yeah, you got to you gotta watch over your kids to make sure they don't go turn into these wild artists. Paint some ding-dongs. Yep. <laughs> I was saying more so that they don't like think abstract art is good. Let's draw Goku with a big dick. It's abstract. <laughs> As we all know, sex and thus ding-dongs are fake. That's right. what makes it abstract no art. ding-dongs in this universe. Yeah. Well, I, good thing there won't be any in this episode then. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so Doug is like... He has his painting on like it's so it's weird that Doug has like a double sided canvas, right? Because no one else in this class does. Yes. Everybody else's is like a single sided canvas. Uh, Quoth Jim Jenkins, shut up, moving on. So he's about to put up his painting, and then Patty calls him over. So, oh no, oops, he accidentally puts it backwards. And so the pork chop painting is showing up in the front. Uh, and Patty calls him over and she's like, Doug, I want to ask you for some advice. And she's like, what do you think of this painting? It's dog shit, Patty. It sucks. <laughs> right. Well, actually, he says, I think it's great, Patty. You do? Oh, Doug, you're wonderful. I worked so hard. I can't tell you how happy you've made me. And then Doug immediately biffs it and says it's a mountain, even though it's a picture of her grandma. I Except guess. for here's the thing. They the first would we see the painting. It is a painting of a mountain, and then he says, Maybe if you put a little more snow on top and a couple more trees. Huh? Or you can leave the trees off if you want. It's a perfectly beautiful mountain, just like it is. It's not a mountain, Doug. It's my grandmother. And they cut back to what is it now a completely different picture of (laughs) Patty's grandma looking like a gray triangle. Yeah, it's, I mean, maybe we're just seeing this through Doug's eyes, which accounts for a lot of the problems we see in this universe, so, I don't know. Doug plays this off in the worst way possible. He just says, just a little art joke, Patty. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he's just like, you wouldn't get it, Patty. Yeah, just absolutely dumping, dumping fire, or gasoline on yourself and setting (laughs) yourself on fire. Yeah, he's like, damn. only real artists understand right, like what I'm me, talking about. Right, like me, a genius. <laughs> Doug yeah. the genius. Doug the genius. And is it at this point that saving Doug from having to continue to dig himself further into the ground, Mrs. Pettigrew, or whatever the hell her name is, ha- shows up, who, the lady who teaches the art class, and says... No, please give her advice. Give me advice. Oh, that painting you did is wonderful. And Doug's like, oh, hey, cool, thanks, right? And, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, that would be the general reaction of an 11-year-old to be like, yeah, thank you. That's super awesome. Um, but, like, the weird thing in this that the teacher says to Doug specifically is, Doug, I don't know what I like, but I do know what art is, and your painting is, is genius. This is just slapping no subtlety whatsoever. Like, people know it. Yeah. Artists, even postmodern artists know what they like. Like, they're not, <laughs> they're not so stupid as to, like, not have a sense of, oh, this is good and, oh, this is bad. Like, right. come on. The other, the other, the other thing I, that, to note here is if you had a double-sided painting and you, like, just presented that, 
Postmodernists would eat that shit up. They yes. would love that. And and also, like, A, they would eat that shit up. And then also, like, so basically you see where this is going, that, like, Doug would be embarrassed that Porkchop actually, actually did it, right? But if he said to the postmodernist, he's like, yeah, I just took my dog and let my dog run in the yeah, wild. There, there was this. a struggle on top of my chest, and this is that. That's, they would yeah, part, fucking love yeah, that. There, you're, there you go, dude. <laughs> that would actually be a kind of cool take on it, and you could run yes. with it. Yes. But no, he gets he has to feel guilty about it because he didn't brush it himself. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's, no, that's cr- the that's the tension here is he feels guilty about everyone liking this. And by the way, this is incredibly common in the art world creating something yes. that people love that when you were just as far as you were concerned fucking around. That's basically everything. Every major musical artist of the past however many fucking years can tell you the thing that yeah. everybody fucking loves that they made. That was just them fucking around. Like, they accidentally, like, there's a, the most famous one of these is Paul McCartney talking about going back to some of the earlier stuff he wrote for the Beatles as an adult and being like, how the fuck did I do this? I was a complete yeah. stupid asshole when I was that age. <laughs> I just tripped dick first into something amazing. I mean, speaking of dreams for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's all of this setup of, I don't know why people like this, but they do. I wonder if I can make lightning, if I wonder if I can catch lightning in bottle twice. And most of the time you don't. That's why there's all those one hit wonders out there. Because you accidentally stumbled into something people loved and you couldn't make it happen again. Like, it's a fairly common mm-hmm. story. And occasionally somebody can grasp just enough of it or has enough backing that they more can be jammed down the throats of the people that you can get to keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, like, the biggest thing, and even what they get across in this episode is that, like, the biggest thing is, like, enjoying what you're doing, Yeah, right? So maybe I guess Doug wasn't enjoying that Porkchop did all the work. I, I don't yeah, know. Doug didn't enjoy the fact that it wasn't an expression of his soul personally that found <laughs> success, and so does not want to have anything to, like, no, damn it, only on my terms. Which, yeah, I can see some of the value of that if Doug ever actually got around to expressing that, but that's not how he expresses it. It's too. Jim Jenkins is too busy getting angry at the idea of modern art to actually examine that as the moral. Yeah. Well, so basically. They show Doug this painting. They like bring him back to his stand, and he's. They're like, "Oh yeah, this is wonderful." Like, tell and Doug like tries to tell them like what's going on. Like, "Oh no, I didn't actually paint this." And they're like, "Oh, you're calling it pork chop? Like, whoa, that's so mysterious, right?" Yeah. And they say, "Doug, you're going to be a very famous artist." And Doug goes into the fantasy zone. <laughs> All you have to do to like derail anything Doug's doing is just say, "Hey, you're you're going to be seen." <laughs> People will like you, maybe. Yeah, no, if you remember when the TV episode is like, you're gonna, I'm gonna be on TV? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be well, famous? I'm a well, genius? Doug's no dummy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doug the Cosby Show. Well, in this fantasy, he imagines himself as Bob Ross, basically. And this is the part where I got mad. Oh, okay. Being a great artist in the bit that Jim Jenkins does here is one being Bob Ross and two his idea of what makes Bob Ross great is that you can just take a little bit of paint and you're talking softly and just instantly produce a photorealistic masterpiece that's the opposite of what Bob Ross was about Bob yeah, Ross's whole true. thing was painting is about taking things slowly and not beating yourself up over mistakes and discovering what works for you Bob Ross didn't do anything photorealistic. He actively avoided that because photorealism is a trap. The joy of painting is about discovering how, in the process of trying to represent a thing, you create something new that is both of that thing and of yourself. You have discovered something more than the mere reality that has been placed in front of you, and you've done it while this guy talks you through, and if you make, there are no mistakes, there are just happy little accidents, as opposed to Jim Jenkins' vision of Bob Ross, who is somebody who just takes two dabs of his paintbrush and suddenly 
it's like a camera took a picture of the landscape. <laughs> but you get it? It's a Bob Ross reference. That's, that's the joke. <laughs> it's the reference, the thing, the thing that you've seen. We both know that thing, right? Oh, yeah, there's damn. the joke. There's the joke. <laughs> hey, remember Doug? Uh, remember Paul? <laughs> remember the 90s? No, I, yeah, I mean, I will say that, like, to someone who's who just turns on Bob Ross and, like, doesn't know the meaning behind it, it does feel like he's basically just making an amazing painting in 30 minutes, and you're like, holy shit, how do you do yeah. that, right? Like, he does, you know, that is, his message behind it is one of, like, gentleness and of, like, appreciating your having fun yourself. Like, there's a bunch of beautiful stories of him going to, like, meet fans and, like, being so excited to see what art people show him that, like, his handlers would literally have to drag him into the the car and he'd be like signing autographs out the window right like he was he seemed he's such he seemed like such a really nice guy he was but. and part of the core of that was that he didn't like one of the big reasons why like the joy of painting like we discussed the joy of cooking earlier it was the same genre of show it was understanding that no you don't have to make everything perfect and in fact perfection is in a lot of ways the enemy yeah <laughs> understand that when you make a mistake you can work around that mistake, you can work with that mistake, and you might find something else good going on, as opposed to, as Doug does here, just tormenting yourself over, oh god, oh god, I fucked everything up, nobody will ever love me, what have I done wrong? <laughs> Real quick, yeah. uh, real quick Bob Ross anecdote that I just remembered. Uh, the reason he talks so softly is because um, he was actually in the United States Air Force, and all the drill sergeants would just like yell and scream at him to like clean the toilets and stuff. And he vowed that if you, when he got out of the military, he would never raise his voice again. Holy shit! Yeah. Cool dude. Real cool dude. Oh, man. Okay. Well, so Doug goes from uh, feeling like he did something wrong into back into like fading into his own house where he's telling uh, Porkchop about how he feels bad about this, that he didn't like speak up enough. Uh, and he's like, man, so what do we do? And Porkchop makes a suggestion by pulling out a Smash Adams comic book. And Doug's like, oh, yeah, we should steal it from the museum. <laughs> man, I'm with him. <laughs> But not even wait, hold on. But in the so fantasy, good. he, so he good. goes in the fantasy zone and like they have like heat seeking goggles on and they're looking they're, they're looking at something that <laughs> doesn't emanate heat. <laughs> yeah, but like oh, but man, then, I hate the show. <laughs> he doesn't even go to steal it from the museum. He just turns it around to what it was. So like he's like, Yeah, no one will notice this. Everyone will think this is the good one. Right. I want to be famous on my terms. The big tension in this is that Doug doesn't fucking get why people like the other painting. They they think they like it because Doug did it, right? <laughs> yep. That's like all the tension throughout this episode. It's wild. Ugh. But yeah, so he's like, well, no, that wouldn't work because it's only in three hours. Yeah, I can't do that in three hours. <laughs> yeah, he's like, maybe if it was next week we could do that, but not in three hours. <laughs> oh, man, but... Uh, so then Judy shows up and she's like, hey, get out of here. My friends are coming. And if they see that you also like art, they'll be mad. And just another just another quick, like, really simple mistake that they make. Judy's like, what are you doing in here? And Doug's says, sitting, but he's lying down. And then in the next <laughs> yeah. frame, he's sitting. He doesn't even yeah. show him sitting up. Yeah. That rules. Just oh. another little, oh, just, oh. Yeah, speaking of small little things, above the piano when we see Porkchop sitting on it, there's a picture of somebody taking a picture, and I love that. <laughs> Maybe Doug's dad's a postmodern photographer. Yeah! <laughs> That's why he has a picture of his house. Yeah. yeah. It explains why the picture of his house inside his house. Yeah, totally. It's just, you know, uh, Mr. Funny just looks for beauty in the mundane. That's his whole aesthetic. This is not a Doug. <laughs> what better place to find it than Doug? That's that's a good title for this episode. This is not a Doug. Yes. Says to Doug. Yes, that's not the Doug. Oh man. Okay. So, but anyway, so googling what the French word for cat penis is. <laughs> <laughs> Before you can find that, uh, <laughs> Judy's Judy's friends show up to the house, uh, and they ring the doorbell and they barge in, and they're just like, "Is he here? Oh, it's Doug!" And they're like, "The t art teacher told us that you showed us your painting, and it's beautiful." And like, 
the girl like asked to touch Doug's hands and, and he's just like, yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> People like me. It's like, a, it's like a 13 or 14 year old fawning over an 11 year old would never yeah. happen in real life. No matter right. how smart he was. Right. And uh, yeah, one of the other ones is like, Miss Peregrew showed it to us in super advanced art class this afternoon. Your brother's a genius. <laughs> what feeling? It's it's total post post Neo. <laughs> Sick. I mean, cool. Sick, yeah. Neo's what? Like, new? That's what it means? Close. Correct. Like yeah. That. Sure. Okay. Well, it's after. It's just, mouth, it's just mouth words that sound it's like basically. art things. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of like in Star Trek when they just make it up techno babble, except this is like <laughs> no expression. <laughs> yeah. And they probably didn't want to actually classify it as something and then get it wrong. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jim um, Jenkins really would have given a shit about that. <laughs> yeah, he might have. Who knows? Parody. <laughs> um, so yeah, but then the teacher also busts in uh, with a news guy. Uh, I just doesn't... imagine. I imagine it's just a guy dressed like a news guy because he doesn't have a camera behind him. <laughs> yeah, and his microphone's plugged into nothing. I want to point out at this point where are Phil and Theta? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like isn't it like Sunday or something? It's like Saturday. Class? It's Saturday. There is <laughs> yeah. after the art guild whatever the hell. So are they just do they go to the hotel on the weekends too? Maybe they're just reading in bed all day like they do. <laughs> no, they're drunk and passed out in bed. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, good. There they are. We uh, we'll we'll note we'll note here that uh, Phil has been proud of his son for ordering liver and onions, but not for <laughs> becoming a famous genius painter. At least yeah, that we know they, of. They don't even go to his fucking show. Nope. Yeah. Doug has an art show where he, everyone is in tuxedos, and a famous artist and the mayor are coming. And Doug's parents don't. Wait, go. Doug's parents are only ever at the things that uh, celebrate him in his imagination. They yeah. don't ever attend any of the real ones. God. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for Doug. Oh, oh, God. And that's why all the stuff he's painting is landscapes and shit. Just the most banal nonsense because he's trying to paint like the stuff his dad takes pictures of. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and like, that's how we know that this episode didn't take place in a fantasy, because his parents aren't there. Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh no. That's, that's going to be the benchmark now. We know if it's a, if it's a real-life episode, if his parents are, aren't there. Yep. <sighs> well, oh, I was no. worried that this episode wouldn't really factor into our larger <laughs> mythology, but that problem's been solved. <laughs> Wait, that means that the grandma episode was a fantasy, because his parents were there? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because he has three grandmas over the course of the show. And that's, that episode was the episode where he told Patty that she looked pretty. Yeah. So it had to be a, a fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, no. He just got abducted by some old lady out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, he just imagined one of his grandmas was actually cool. <laughs> <laughs> one of his many grandmas. <laughs> Doug doesn't really have parents. He has a series of handlers who disguise themselves yeah. as, like, grandma is not really a description. It's a title passed down from operative to operative. <laughs> yes. Yes. They're reincarnated as new grandma. God, I feel bad for Doug now. I'm sorry, Doug. God. I don't. Fuck you. <laughs> don't worry. He's a, a reporter is about to ask Doug about how cool he is, and you will immediately change your mind. Right, yeah, the, the reporter, like, asks him. Say, Doug, what's it feel like to be the next Rembrandt? Well? Rembrandt? Oh, he's definitely mopped the floor with Rembrandt. Didn't Rembrandt, like, mostly make, like, portraits? And I don't know. I don't know, know if enough about art. <laughs> I briefly looked it up in a token gesture of research. It is funny that all of Judy's friends hate Rembrandt. Yeah. <laughs> it is awesome. But yeah, so the, the reporter asks him this and Doug doesn't give Doug a chance to answer and then asks Doug to show him more paintings. <laughs> Again, all of this with no camera crew and his microphone's plugged into nothing. Right. <laughs> there is a brief gag of uh, as he asks who your biggest influence is and Judy steps in to puff herself up as... I think I can answer that. Me. Judy Funny. But Judy is an actress. Why does she give a shit about, like, <laughs> artists? 
because <laughs> all, all are the hold same. Hold on, let me, let me uh, uh, graphically take a drag off of a cigarette that just materialized in my hand. <laughs> it's long and thin and trailing black smoke. You're so cool, Jim. <laughs> all artists are the same, man. They just want to use you. Am I right, bro? Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's kind of what happens, because these are, I think, the same friends who Judy did theater with. Whatever. Maybe they just do all kinds of art at the movie school. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aren't artists stupid? Unlike me, who's making a cartoon about his childhood traumas, about my, how my father never respected me. Well, wait, because then, speaking of that, Doug shows his art, which is of his cartoons. And instantly is everybody's just like, oh. Yeah, this shit sucks, oh. dude. <laughs> he just pulls out a picture of Garfield with big tits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, they'd have been all over that. Yes, fascinating. This is post-Neo-Neo indeed. More naked Goku. Instead, tragically, all he has is Quail Man drawings and people having the correct response to Quail Man. (laughs) Well, he also has a picture that he draws of Patty that he shows everyone and fawns over it and everyone's like, "Uh." What the fuck? (laughs) Why is that one crusty? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> why does she have Garfield's face? <laughs> patty body Garfield. <laughs> Garf body patty head. <laughs> pick one. Kill me. <laughs> the one that you do- pick kill three times. Please. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, okay. So. <laughs> So anyway, they're they're like, yeah, this sucks. How about you draw us a new painting right now? <laughs> and uh, this is also they, the easiest was... dodge in human history. I'm sorry, the process doesn't work like that. But no one said right. Doug because he was presented with authority just as okay. <laughs> no, but he says no. He says he says I don't have a canvas right now, even though he's literally standing next to a bag with a canvas in it. <laughs> and then fucking hell. and then the teacher's just like I have a canvas and gives him a canvas and some watercolors and then Doug licks the paintbrush <laughs> delicious radio like what the fuck yeah like I understand that they're just like okay we don't want to give him water to wet this thing but like okay so in this Doug only draws like one line and everyone thinks it's brilliant but like I'm picturing Doug intended to draw more and he's probably going to use more colors was he just going to like lick the paintbrush again yeah that's how he cleans it off the paint's delicious it's lead based (laughs) it tastes like candy (laughs) tastes like peanutty buddies (laughs) Oh shit, that's what the peanut. We thought that peanutty buddy stood for like uh, peanuts. What if it's like PB, the old Roman symbol for lead? It's good for what ails you. <laughs> and it's why Mr. Swirly died in a molten mass of it. That- yeah. It's also why yeah. Pork Chop can eat it and not die if it's seemingly get, you know, worse and worse. <laughs> get degeneration. <laughs> oh no. Because remember, in this episode, uh, Porkchop does have trouble communicating with Doug. Yep. <laughs> plum buddy buddy. Plum buddy. <laughs> plum bummy buddy. Isn't that what PV yes. is? Yes. Oh my god, good. I love that. <laughs> Let's keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, Doug has lead poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my TED Talk. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so everybody like is like, oh my god, this one line you drew is genius. He's entered his like minimalist phase, and this is the their sub-minimalist period, and this is the most beautiful thing I've ever witnessed. Doug, this is sensational. Keep this up and you'll have your own show at the museum. Which we know is a trigger to get him <laughs> into the fantasy zone. Famous? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and basically, it shows Doug's ideas of what he would show in said museum, and he doesn't do the same postmodernist shit that everybody loves. He's just doing, he's just ripping off other people's paintings, but putting yeah, his friends in Yeah, he's ripping them. over the classics. This is what uh, Jim Jenkins thinks true art is. It's just perfectly recapitulating what you saw before and maybe adding one or two other features. <laughs> like, instead of the Mona Lisa, it's Patty Mayonnaise. 
that's it. That's the joke. Yeah, it's it's he's just ripping it off and putting his friends in it. <laughs> Which I guess is most like TV shows kind of. It's, yeah, it's what most plot. art is, but you at least try to make it slightly less obvious. Right, yeah. Oh, well, not in Doug's brain, because this is what everyone loves. Uh, and then we cut to the actual art show, right? We just go into... Uh, it's time. Oh, wait, no, it is brought up that uh, Werner Schnatzel is flying in to judge this famous show. All ah, right. And Werner Schnatzel is a reference to Werner Herzog, who did some actually good stuff I'd recommend you watch. Not a painter. Like, <laughs> not a painter. He's a documentary guy. But uh, he did, did this great documentary called Grizzly Man, which is astonishingly good and funny and kind of bleak. But, well, funny. Like, it's inherently bleak due to the subject matter because Grizzly Man was a guy who was this big wildlife conservationist who took a lot of uh, video diaries of himself living with grizzly bears. And there's a sequence where, as he's describing, that uh, there's this new bear who's uh, come into town. Like, I don't know about this guy. That's a little bit standoffish. And just Werner Herzog cuts in and narrate, This is the bear that will kill him. <laughs> Wait, is and this the documentary are- series where it's like there's like 15 minute audio of like a guy getting yes. eaten by a bear or yes. something? Yes, and oh, they haven't yep. released it. Thank yeah. God. Jesus. Yeah, they don't release that part for obvious fucking reasons. But there is a, like, because the guy was videotaping all of this stuff, and it's, you're following this guy who very clearly cared deeply about all of these things, and Werner Herzog is pretty good at, like, tying that into larger themes of, and also getting you, the viewer, to take a look at this and be like, oh no, you can see everything that is going wrong before it happens, thanks to the wonderful guidance this man is providing. Werner Herzog kicks ass, and just the joke in this is, that's an art name. He's probably some dumb art guy. Given the explanation you just gave, that kind of fits in well in this. Because he's the one who actually delivers the moral at the end. And he's the one who, like, shows us, okay, you know how everything's about to go wrong, right? It's uncanny yeah. that they created a character in this that looks like he just wants to be in a different show. <laughs> yes. Like, he wants yeah. he wants to get to the end of this episode as soon as possible, because that means he can die and be rid of this world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we cease to exist between podcast episodes, by the way. So just keep, I don't. keep, keep playing it. I have it. fun life. <laughs> Our don't pause it. Don't is- pause it. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, it's time to cut the episode here, guys. <laughs> I mean, you can pause it if you want. I re- I really need to go take a dump. I haven't taken a dump since we started the podcast. It's been over a year. Never mind. We're not cutting the episode. <laughs> we'll cut that bit out, though. No. Um, oh, oh my God. Joking. But uh, so, yeah. So now we, unfortunately, we have to go to the art show before we can be rid of this episode. <laughs> um, and Doug is dressed up in a little suit and uh, he's presenting his painting and the weird thing about this is like the painting is on an easel right so you can see the back of it and the art teacher is standing behind the painting Uh yeah she doesn't (laughs) get what's going on yet also really quick about the art teacher like art teachers have like a stereotypical like look to them and she does not look like a stereotypical art teacher like what the fuck is up with her outfit she looks like she's supposed to be some sort of high society art type. Yeah. She's like wearing a toga almost. Yeah. Like a head wrap. Yeah. I, maybe she's supposed, like, maybe this is like the Greek art. Like she looks like a Greek <laughs> artist or something. I don't know. She's probably like. Maybe it's a he, reference I don't get. Maybe. I think what's going on here is that Jim Jenkins is still, like, he's trying to work out how much he hates modern art. And so she is not in the role of art teacher she's in the role of person who thinks modern art is good and a person who thinks modern art is good must be some hoity-toity big city liberal you can tell because she doesn't have a thick southern accent oh true and i mean i guess they probably wanted some someone that like the theater hipster kids would look up to the beatnik kids right yeah and they wouldn't look up to just like you know the i guess a random art teacher right i guess Though, um, in matter of fact, they probably would look up to a random art teacher as a great hookup for weed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, so they're at, the, they're at the art show right now. 
and uh like every everyone here is in tuxedos too like this is an art show for elementary schoolers <laughs> and mr dink <laughs> in a town of twenty thousand people i can't stress that enough right uh and so like anyway they're they're there and it turns out oh hey the other person who got selected but doug didn't figure it out until just now is patty and uh, patty's art is the other yeah, one. he hasn't oh, he boy. hasn't asked anyone about anything since he got famous <laughs> yeah and this is the point that i'm actually with miss Pettigrew or whatever her name is because these are the only two artworks we saw that had any imagination at all yeah. to them i kind of like the clown one <laughs> yeah, well, the clown one was all right, true. But uh, do you have any idea how many put the mask on themed artwork she receives on a daily basis <laughs> from us? That's that's all Doug yes. can draw. It's just like I keep drawing clowns for some reason. <laughs> he thinks it's a landscape, but it's just like it's, it's like how our photoshops have just like images of shit behind right. it. It's, that's actually what he's painting. <laughs> it'd be funny. It'd be funny if this episode like is just like it, where the clown just appears in the background, right. <laughs> <laughs> just stalked. Him. Uncle Happy's just stalking him throughout the uh, series. Right. Yeah, he just like that shows up in the pork chop art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking down another episode note for our darker and grittier Doug reboot and moving on. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he's he, like, Doug is like trying to give a little presentation about this to nobody. Like, no one's listening to him. No one's looking at him as he says this. And he says, You see, art lovers, I tried to bring out the essential pork choppiness of the pork chop. He's like, what am I saying? This isn't me. I was just talking like one of Judy's friends. Those dumbasses. Aren't they stupid? (laughs) Those stupid fuckers who think art has meaning. Right. God. (gasps) But, so Patty's there and she like apologizes to Doug that like, she's like, Congratulations, Doug. I'm only sorry they put my painting next to yours. And like, uh, God, I don't know. But so this is what we like, could go in so deep there on what that reveals. Jim Jenkins thinks about women. Yeah, it's it's not good, but it's so like, but this like triggers something in Doug, which is good that this is what like Doug feels empathy for the second time <laughs> in the show, right? And he goes, "Wait, she thinks I might be too good for her." Oh no! Oh no! I got to adjust. I got to. No, no, no! no. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. <laughs> it's not even that. Is it? He feels empathy, but in the way that he phrases it, he doesn't understand what that feeling is. Right? He's just like, yes. he's like, what the fuck is this feeling? Because specifically, he says, "I don't know what hit me just then. I looked at all these great paintings around me, the artists I wanted to be like, and here I was with a painting that." didn't mean anything to me that I didn't even do and I sure didn't feel like a genius did, did, did we get there did we get there oh kind of we, almost almost I mean this there's no consequences but yeah <laughs> and there's like, like empathy that he doesn't understand what the meaning of empathy is look I'll take it it's been two seasons <laughs> I feel bad about winning through no fault of my own right. sort of <laughs> I'll fucking take it. Maybe I shouldn't just drift forward aimlessly going forward. I mean, I'll keep doing it. Nothing will change about my behavior. But... Oh, but yeah, and she's he's like, what would Mrs. Pettigrew think if she knew that Porkchop and a raccoon did it? And like, again, she would probably think that was fucking awesome and you were brilliant for thinking outside the box. Yeah, like seriously, you saw the other things that were being painted, they sucked. (laughs) That clown's cool. Why is that clown staring Uh, at me? I swear he's looking the other direction when I was across the room. Right, exactly. Wait, the clown's like bigger now. (laughs) Wait, the clown used to be holding uh, a pig, but now it's holding me. Now it's, now it's, his dick is out? No. Sam, Sam, (laughs) Sam. Turn on your monitor. Turn on your monitor, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, open your eyes. It's okay. <laughs> oh, but, uh, but, so, Doug is just like, I didn't know what to think, but I knew what to do. And just then, the fucking mayor shows up to this, too. <laughs> this part, actually, I would accept because... 
Again, town of 20,000 people, not sure. a lot going on. Sure, he doesn't have anything better to do on a Saturday than to show up and talk about, yep, yeah, uh, wonderful to see young artists, aren't I just great? Vote for me, Bob White. That makes sense, yeah. Like that, I completely... It's still part of Jim Jenkins' overall theme of God isn't the whole art world fake as hell, but okay, you earned this one, Jenkins. I'll give it to you. Right. Yeah, but so, and our, the mayor is, of course, like trying to take credit for it all, and he's like calling everybody the wrong name and whatever. Whatever. Yeah, he's just doing the mayor thing. Uh, but then the mayor, the, the famous artist shows up, uh, and like he's just like, yeah, don't touch me. I hate all of you, right? Um, God, I love him. Yeah, he's great. Um, and he says, what is that? That's the most beautiful painting I've ever seen. And of course, everyone assumes it's Doug's painting, right? Because obviously, Doug's the center of the universe. Um, yeah. And Doug, like, this is the point when Doug's like, I can't take it anymore. I gotta tell you that the dog did it. And A, the famous artist doesn't give a shit. He, like, doesn't care that the dog did it, because why would he? And B, the best part of this is the mayor tries to bury the lead. I can assure you that dog did not do that painting, Mr. Swizzle. Why? That's preposterous. For whatever <laughs> reason. <laughs> yeah. But it's just amazing that, like... This is, like, a sticking point to him that, like, the center of his politics is that he needs to, like, be sure that a human made that, <laughs> right? We here in Bluffington stand against dogs being allowed to vote. Dogs cannot draw. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is my platform. <laughs> yeah, but for me, for no dogs being allowed to draw and the entire art museum erupts and applauds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good uh, policy. It's the kind of thing we all care about in this day and age. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, oh, but surprise, the artist actually meant Patty's painting. Uh, and, like, the, the teacher is, tries to be like, yeah, but the technique, it's awful. <laughs> and, like, she talks shit on Patty's painting. Even though she picked uh, it for second place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then the, t the, the famous artist is like, oh, technique, technique. I could teach a dog to do technique. And what actually could you? counts. Could you? <laughs> but he says what actually counts. It is the subject of my next documentary. Right. <laughs> the horrors of mankind revealed. Uh, right, right. I'm actually going to do what this young man over here just admitted to because I'm going to make $10 million off of that idea that I stole. <laughs> yeah. But, but but he says Technique schmechnique. I could teach a dog technique. Imblix. It's the feeling that counts. You can't teach that. That's the moral, right? Like that's the moral of this episode? It's supposed to be? Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> At least I it's mean, supposed to be. Right, I got they got there. There's no like yeah. there's nothing no consequences for Doug just like screwing with the entire town, but whatever. Yeah, the first like all of the episode was on the subject of should you lie to, when it looks like you might benefit from it? And then the moral is, it's the feeling that counts when it comes to art. <laughs> yeah, okay. it cycles it, between the two. Neither of those morals is bad, but the overall impression I get, like the thing that I just keep on coming back to... There have been a number of attempts to kickstart a right-wing daily show or something like that, and they all fail very quickly. Please don't mention my past failures. <laughs> oh, no. Your successes are a wonder to us all, Sam. But, like, the reason why they keep on failing is because there's this problem in a lot of political comedy, and explicitly right-wing comedy has this a ton worse for God knows what reason— if you get too mad about the subject of the joke, like, there comes the point where you distract yourself so much with how much you fucking hate those goddamn modern artists that you kind of lose track of what the punchline was supposed to be. And so you just kind of left with, if you're somebody who is similarly mad, well, okay, you clap because somebody shared your anger, but if you don't already, you're not already 100% on board with how much you despise modern art and everything it stands for, you just kind of look at this episode and you're like, huh, uh, okay. 
Like, I take that it's important to, like, have passion behind your art. Like, that's the only, like, that's, like, the good moral I can come behind. Because who gives a fuck about the be honest moral? Because the thing he's being honest about does not matter at all. Like, who gives a shit about that one? But the, yeah, the moral that he comes up here at the end is a decent moral. But like the last episode, last episode we had some rules are actually good, which is a good moral. Yeah. It's just not in the context of the episode at all. And this one, feeling is what matters in art. That's a good moral. Didn't have shit to do with the episode. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard moral. to say feeling has is what matters in art when you spend the first half of it shitting on postmodern art, you know, that you know, <laughs> and, which is blanketly about feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and within the subject of the uh, episode, Doug felt that his art was good. And everybody yes. else thought it was dog shit. Yeah. Owned, dipshit. There shit. it is. Oh, shit. You're right. Because that's like, Doug didn't get it ever that, he, like, when they asked to see other, like, examples of his artwork, he's like, oh, here's other things that I'm proud of. And everyone's like, this actually sucks. Even though he had feeling behind it. He, he clearly demonstrated because he, like, fucking gushed when he looked at the drawing of Patty, right? Crusty drawing. Right. But, um,. But and also you're right that it's weird that it's framed this way because it's put in the mouth the, this moral is put in the mouth of someone who's shown as kind of ridiculous because he's like the best painting I've ever seen is of this like painting that's shown previously as like bad because it doesn't actually look like a grandma, right? Yeah, because as far as Jim Jenkins is concerned representation is the sole purpose to which art should aspire. <laughs> Like, the setup here, like, this guy, it's a very weird muddled moral, because if we were presenting this guy as the grand arbiter of art, we would not have spent the time establishing him as a comical figure before he then moves on to say, no, feeling is what matters. Right. Like, if we're being consistent about this, that should also be a punchline. Look at this stupid asshole who thinks what you feel is what matters and not how perfectly you recapture (sighs) that landscape. Oh, no. Thankfully, because Jim Jenkins is on some level aware that there is more to art than faithfully recapturing the experiences of your childhood, he (gasps) is capable of saying that no, actually, feeling does matter. You should have a message you're trying to get out. And if it's expressed inexpertly, well, sometimes it can still show through regardless, and there's something wonderful about that. Yeah. There is art that you can tell has been focus-tested down to the point it means nothing to anybody. And there's incredibly raw, open, dog shit art that you can at least tell somebody strongly felt something while they were making this, and that gives it a certain curious attraction. Like my Sonic fan fiction, where he meets Shrek. Yes. I was going to say, like, this podcast, <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's our great hope. That is who we are. <laughs> yeah. Like, my single favorite... Like, do you want a great example of this? There is possibly the most soul-wrenching piece of art I have ever experienced is a very bad movie. And it is a bad movie made by the guy who is famous for making awful movies. The guy made Plan 9 from Outer Space. Edward... Ed Wood. And Ed Wood made a movie that was about, like, one of the earliest representations of trans people that is very positive and in a very warm light. And, like, he's being as sympathetic as he possibly can by the standards of, like, it is the 1950s, and this is a guy who, well, I like to dress up in women's clothing, and these are men who believe they would live happier lives as women. Aren't we still people? Don't we still deserve your respect? And that's a good and noble thing to believe. And it's being filtered through this guy who couldn't make a good movie if his life fucking depended on it. He is trying so hard. And the message is so good. And it is delivered so badly. There's a sequence where Bela Lugosi is just shouting, Pull the string! And there's footage of a bunch of buffalo charging for no apparent reason. Jim, turn your monitor on. (laughs) (laughs) it's wonderful i cannot recommend it highly enough also you will cringe harder than you've ever cringed in your life even after watching a doug episode yeah i I entirely give this movie credit for how i was able to bear episodes like this this episode sucked ass well it ends in just the worst way because as patty is being celebrated doug just fucking grabs his painting and leaves (laughs) he he doesn't even say congratulations 
He doesn't even, he doesn't tell Patty good job, even though she's probably like a millionaire now from this guy buying her best painting. Like, he doesn't give a fuck because he lies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but he well, says, I'll take my business elsewhere. He does say that he's like, I'm glad he liked Patty's. But like, you know, he could have like, you know, celebrated her. Whatever. The Who mayor, cares? the mayor also calls Patty Peggy Mayonnaise. <laughs> right. Just imagine um, Peggy Hill in the show. Right. <laughs> but uh but yeah, and so that's the end of it. It it fades out as Porkchop is like accidentally jumping on the piano and the hipsters show up again and they're like, Wow, what a genius piano. The hipsters song. break and enter the uh yeah. <laughs> just in the middle of the night too. It's very bizarre. Yeah, they're just sitting outside Doug's yeah, house. Like, oh, the go, piano. Oh, are you not supposed to do that? Oh but yeah. So that's the episode. <laughs> it's about all we got. I I think we came to some like good realizations at least through our analysis of this. Like I think I think we came to something positive through this even though there's some negativity in the episode. So we like have that. made something beautiful out of a tragic little mistake of the kind that Doug would just prefer that no, we're just going to throw this canvas in the trash because it's ruined. We did a Bob Ross. Yeah. <laughs> there is good to be found in dog shit. Just uh, don't leave managing it to the professionals, though, people. You really don't want to get Doug Brain by accident. Unless you want to come on as a guest. <laughs> the only real art is anime cat girls. I will not be taking further questions. And on that, dear reader, let's call this episode here. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Mew, mew, mew.